are you? I'm going live. I want you to spend some time with me. Come on in. I know they're like, hey, what is what time are you going live today? So I am starting officially at one, but I wanted to come on here because a lot of you guys are in V2 or you have questions about NCLEX. So I'm going to formally start prostate cancer more closer to like one-ish. But I'm on here now to address some updates with V2 and also some things going on about um, the sale that just ended the $89 sale. So people are like, okay, well now how much is V2 if I missed the $89 sale? All right, so that. So I want to start with, um, thank you for everybody that's joined the NCLEX review that's happening right now. And again, it's not too late for you to get started. We are still doing a, um, actually, we're still doing $89 for V2. The only difference is we have um, reduced the months. So it's not $89 for three months for V2. Now it's $89 for two months. Okay. So a little change there, but the price is still really cool. Another thing is when you order V2, as a reminder, you are getting shipped out this book, okay? You are getting shipped out quick facts. So if you purchase the V2 package, you are getting your quick facts for NCLEX book. Now, if you're joining me and you're like, hey, Regina, I didn't know you were live. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and TikTok as well, make sure you're following me so that you know every time that I go live because I'm going to be doing tons of NCLEX content uh, this month, particularly this month. I'm, out, I'm also about to do my other free NCLEX review for February for Valentine's Day. So I will be talking more about that on social media channels. All right. So uh, I want the e-version of the quick facts. I know. So the e-version of quick facts, uh, I don't have one of those yet. Next question I want to talk about is, oh, if you wanted just the Quick Facts book, if you just wanted this book, we should have this book in stock uh, this week. So check maybe on Friday to see if this book is available to you on Friday. Okay. Hey, everybody, come on in. I'm answering NCLEX questions. So a mix of questions and NCLEX updates. All right. Um, in the question bank, so everybody that has V2, you guys know that there is a question bank there. And today, actually starting yesterday, uh, we are putting more hard questions in the, the hard section. So you know it's easy, moderate, and then hard questions. We're going to be adding about 100 hard questions, a lot of select all that applies today in the Q bank. So you will see those today. I'm really excited about it because I was I wanted to put more hard things in there. But I didn't want to be too intimidating. And the question bank should be done after you watch those lectures. Okay. All right. Um, when will next generation NCLEX starts? We are counting down the days to April 1st, 2023. So next gen NCLEX starts April 1st, 2023. Okay. Um, welcome to Monday. Tell me about it. Woo, they're tough. Yes. The question bank is challenging. I Even the easy questions can be challenging in there. So the hard questions, trust me, guys, they're hard. They're hard. Um, 
did the VT classes end on management of care? So we're also doing the 30-day challenge, okay? 30-day challenge. So you will see the 30-day challenge. If you have the trial version of V2, uh, you can still see the 30-day challenge. But we took the weekend off for rest. So I will be uploading, or Mark will be uploading study session number six today. Because remember, it's five and then... So V2, the last subject in V2 is, mm, is Tips to Master NCLEX. That'll be the last video that you watch, Tips to Master NCLEX. I'm a fresh graduate here in the UAE. We have to do an exam to get licensed, and I'm really scared. Oh, you can take it. Go ahead. It, it, trust me. Just study for it. Whatever that exam is, I'm not really familiar with that exam if it's not the NCLEX, but um, just take your time, study the, the test plan. Usually there's a test plan that's released and then uh, do your best, okay? I am looking at the, I'm looking at the test plan for NCLEX and that's how I'm coming up with all of the content and questions in V2. Somebody asked, do you have to do the lecture, the lectures in sequence? Can I do them out of order? Yes. So for my program, the lectures have to be done in the order that they are presented. You cannot skip around. And that's only because at the end of your V2, your NCLEX V2, uh, you get a certificate. And so you have to check off all those boxes. And it, it is my goal is intended for NCLEX takers or even exit exam takers. So there's a certain way that I want you to be learning this information because everything builds on the previous topic, okay? So um, I graduated in May, I'm so scared. No, listen, don't be afraid of next-gen NCLEX. Don't be afraid of next-gen NCLEX because at the end of the day, it's nursing content. That's what it is. And you are more than confident enough to learn nursing content, okay? It is at the entry level. It is at the entry level. So it's not like you have to be an expert in anything. You can you can do it. Is V2 ideal for next gen? Yes. So my NCLEX V2, the whole reason why I walked away from my original program, the VT, and went to V2 is basically to accommodate next gen, okay? Is to accommodate the... Uh, the test formatting, the question formatting in V, uh, in, for the next gen. So all of that is in V2, okay? I got the V2 and I don't want to start right away. Do I have access to the question bank to now? So I think um, when you activate V2 is when you get access to the question bank. I don't think you can pre-activate parts of V2, Okay. Hi there, New York in the house. Shout out to New York, okay? Uh, okay, Quick Facts. So my new version of Quick Facts won't be coming out until March, probably about March, end of February. Um, and that is because I want to make sure that this book, actually what will happen was I was going to release this book. I was gonna work on it and try to have it for January. But then um, a new report came out on the pharmacology that is uh, the, the actually the, the most uh, 
commonly prescribed medications. I got that report. And so I just want to take some time and make sure that this section is um, actually totally up to date with the list that I have. And so I need time to do that because once I do this book, I don't want to have to make any changes to it for several years. Okay. <laughs> All right. So tarry with me because I want that pharmacology section to be right for next gen. It's good for now, but I just want to make sure for next gen that that section is appropriate for you guys. Gina says, since I've been using V2, I've learned a lot of content and I didn't that I didn't get in nursing school. That's the idea. That's the idea to really support you guys. Okay. Um, Herkick says, I failed the NCLEX two times and then found Remar and passed on my third try. Hey, TikTok. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for thank you so much for coming on here. Okay. So actually, yes, if you have not started your V2, your NCLEX V2, $89 for two months is still a great price. And again, you can delay it for up to 90 days. All right. Um, will the fundamentals be included in the V2? Yes, fundamentals is coming in V2. You'll like the fundamentals section because with fundamentals, you can skip around. You can skip around the fundamentals and you don't have to do the videos in order like the NCLEX review. The, the challenge with the fundamentals right now is just, I think just where to put it because we already have so many things in V2 already. You have the getting started and then the 30-day challenge is right in the front of it. So you guys, when you log into V2, you should see the 30-day challenge is right there. Um, so then I guess the fundamentals would be underneath the 30-day challenge, which I didn't want it to be. I didn't want it to be too cumbersome. Okay. Um, somebody said, the current copy of Quick Facts does not have content on Alzheimer's disease. No, it does not. Nope, it certainly does not. And again, the reason is because what? Because Quick Facts is just half of the program. The other half of the program is the student workbook, the actual lectures. So if you only have quick facts, you're missing all the other information that I actually talk about. Alzheimer's disease is something I go over in the actual course. So you'll see it. Okay. Um, somebody says, Prue, professor, I want more videos on VT classes. I love the knowledge V2 is giving me. How do I get more videos? So besides for the videos that are in there, I am also live with you guys twice a week. So I go live on Mondays and I go live on Wednesdays where I'm also reviewing content. And the same teacher in V2 is the same teacher today. So you guys, you'll still get my lectures and my learning style in there. Um, but if you're in the free trial, upgrade it, upgrade it, because there are many, many, many uh, lectures in the V2. If you need this book here and you want to get it, you go to remarnurse.com. Okay. Click my link in the bio. bio. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Um, do I need to buy the V2 program? Yep. 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 My 30 day challenge is stuck at day five. Okay. No, it's not stuck at day five. We're uploading day six today. We took the weekend off uh, because during the 30 day challenge, we are we're, the idea is that you take rest days on the weekends. All right. So there's not videos uploaded on the weekends. And so that's why we are doing that. So um, I have a question bank. So in my question bank right now, there's 1400 questions and you can um, challenge yourself from 
easy, hard, or moderate, and all of the next-gen format is there. So if you want to see if you're ready for NCLEX, I challenge you to do those next-gen questions in my question bank. Do the case studies or do any of the NCLEX items. If you can get through those, then you're ready for NCLEX, okay? That's how you can check your readiness. All right, um, thank you. I'm still confused on how to use the, the workbook. Perfect. Okay, that's a really great question. How do I use the workbook? And I'm going to start prostate cancer in just like a couple of days. I just, I'm not a couple of days, a couple of moments. I'm just letting people come in to the one o'clock start time. So the workbook is really easy to use. When you go to your file vault, you download your workbook. Okay, so I won't be sending this to you. Download it. All right, download it. And then what you do is when you watch the videos, you're going to be filling out this workbook because this workbook you'll see is blank. It's mostly blank pages. And that's because you still have to watch your videos. And when you watch your videos, then you're able to, you're able to fill in the information. So that's how, that's how you use the workbook. All right. So it's really, it's really helpful. You can watch the videos without doing the workbook, but I'm telling you, I gave you this for a reason. So make it like a class. One of the challenges of NCLEX is having to learn so many things. And so when you write something down and you hear it, it tends to stay with you a lot longer than if you're just listening. Okay. Um, I left my job to focus on really studying content. Yeah. I like that. I like that you left your job because sometimes you got to make temporary sacrifices for long-term gains. And the more that you do the V2, uh, somebody said that 30-day challenge is helping keep them on track. Yes, the repetition equals reality. So what you're doing constantly, what you're doing frequently, what you're doing first, those are things that are going to help you stay focused. If your reality um, is based off of right now being in a comfort zone, not really being focused, uh, kind of just, you know, being like, mm, I could take NCLEX or leave it. It's because what you're repeatedly doing every day reinforces that mentality. People who are committed to the process and people that, I, that pass NCLEX, they say, I take this book with me everywhere. If I'm waiting in the doctor's office, I'm, I'm waiting to get my nails done, whatever, I'm studying this book, right? And so, that's the kind of dedication that it takes. You should be carrying your, um, you should be carrying your material with you in your mind with flashcards. Some people take this book, and I don't know how they do it, but they literally like make make flashcards of this information. Hundreds of flashcards, right? <laughs> um, is your is your program like U World or Archer? No, my program is better than U World. It's better than you world because it has actual content lectures. It's not a question bank. It is actual um, lectures like the things that you were supposed to learn in nursing school and you didn't learn. That's the things that I teach you. Right. Um, it's better than Archer because my videos are made by a nurse for a nurse. So you are getting information that's specific to NCLEX. It's not videos that were taken from somewhere else and put together to be an NCLEX review. And you guys know the teacher and you know how you can find me and you know where I be at. And I think all those things make Remar a better 
NCLEX review. Okay. Um, there aren't a little, are there not, there are not a lot of hard questions. Okay. So I just said today, I am putting about a hundred new hard questions in there. So I am getting the hard section of the, of the V2 built up, but I think the end, I think the moderate questions are hard. Actually, I think the moderate questions are hard. Okay. Um, everything about this program is better. If you lack fundamentals, this is for you. Perfect. Yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. Awesome. I'm taking the next gen soon. I'm looking forward to purchasing. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, also for the PNs that have V2, if you guys have the NCLEX V2, I did add like three quizzes to your, uh, your V2. Um, and I'll tell I think I'll tell you which ones I added. But somebody said, hey, I don't see those quizzes. And they were there, but I just needed to publish them. Okay. So um, I added a clinical pharmacology exam. No, I added a clinical progress exam to clinical pharmacology exam two and a clinical progress exam three last night. Okay. So that is why um that is why you probably see it and if you're having like if you if you were at a certain place in the v2pn version and you can't go forward you probably need to go back and take those quizzes okay sorry about that how can i study materials for NCLEX? your own materials yeah so go to my website remarnurse.com on tiktok or you can click the link in the bio click if you click the link in the bio you'll get you'll see my study material there okay all right, we are going to be starting, we're going to be starting prostate cancer review here in just a couple of minutes, okay? There is math in V2. There is a clinical math section right now. That lecture is in V2. And then in the question bank, there is a section for clinical math. So you will be able to do clinical math. Um, I will say that... I am considering taking away the clinical math in V2 when April comes because uh, for next gen, you don't have to know the, the clinical math as, as you do for this NCLEX. So if you have to take this current version of NCLEX, you need to do that clinical math and do those questions. Okay. Um, somebody says, in V2 on the final exam, what is the passing mark? I'm stuck at 66, 74. Okay, so if what I'm seeing students do, I'm seeing you guys put the answers in the discussion board underneath the videos. So if you feel like you're having a certain, like if you don't know, like I don't know if I'm getting this question right, put the question in the discussion board and either a student or team Remar, they, they're giving, you know, they'll give you guys the answers, all right, for, for the question. But you gotta let them know what question is in, it is new okay yes and then so my new event is coming up uh if you guys enjoyed seven days of NCLEX and if you enjoyed taking care of those patients we're doing it again we're doing it again so I think signups for that is it's going to be love your content which I do it's like a huge Valentine's Day NCLEX review so if you don't really have Valentine's Day plans then hang out with me because we'll be doing a free NCLEX review and you can sign up for that NCLEX review it's two days it's free going to remarnurse.com forward slash love. Okay. Love. Remarnurse.com forward slash love. And so if you can get uh, signed up for that event, you will be able to do the free Valentine's Day NCLEX review. I didn't see any texts. 
I, I don't, I didn't see any text right now, but let me know. Okay. What else? What else? What else? What else? All right. Good. If someone has failed NCLEX multiple times, what do you suggest? First, I suggest um, understanding that every time you take the NCLEX, even after you fail, you will get a new test. You will not get the same test. So there's an opportunity in that. There's an opportunity for you to start all over again. And I, I would avoid just trying to work on whatever areas you think are weak and just do a whole content review. So I would say to you, um, get my NCLEX V2, start from the beginning and go through the material and pretend like you never took it before. Just like start over and make sure that you're comfortable in all of the areas. Do questions about two weeks before your exam. You should exclusively be doing questions. Um, right now you can join our 30-day NCLEX challenge and you can hold yourself accountable to staying on track. Because if you took NCLEX multiple times, really you should not be struggling with anxiety in the same way because you kind of know what to expect. You know what the test is going to feel like. You've been through it again. It's just kind of like when you're having a baby. Yeah, you don't fully know what it could be, but you kind of know how it works. So use that to your advantage, okay? Three times, even if you took it three times, I, no, three times you're still in a good place. Five times you're still in a good place. There are people that have taken this test 13 and 14 times. So um, it's all a matter of how long you want to stay in the ring. If you only want to go three rounds and get out and get knocked out and then just stay down forever, then you can do that. But I'm telling you, get back up and try it again, okay? Try it again because it's worth it. I already talked about the benefits of having your nursing license. You really, you're not going to find another opportunity and you've already been through the schooling. So most people are trying to get into school, into nursing school, can't get into nursing school. You guys have already done the hard work. Okay. Um, so if you already have the quick facts, will you send us the extra pages that you're adding to the book? Uh, no, uh, uh, no. When I, to keep it hundred percent honest, when this, when the new version of this book comes out in like March, give me March, um, it, it'll be changed throughout. I'm, I'm just, I'm making throughout changes, okay, throughout changes um, of the book. And, and, and it's mostly me, but I mean, the content is mostly going to be the same, but what I'm doing is adding um, clinical priorities just because for next gen, it's a lot of clinical content. And so I just want to make sure that I'm adding a special section that says clinical priorities, just in case you guys missed the question and answer. <laughs> All right. So for this book, if you have it, even if you have it now, I love this book and it'll help you literally in life. So you're just actually using the study calendar. That's where I'll start you at. And Quick Facts, Quick Facts has its own study calendar here. And so every day, just study the parts of the page. Okay. Just study the parts that they tell you in the study calendar. Okay. All right. Okay. Somebody says, try the Q-Banks in V2. Whoa, I know. She, hey, I'm from the Philippines. Try the questions in the Q-Bank. Whoa, I know. They're even the moderate ones. The moderate ones, the easy ones, they're, they're not that easy. They're not that easy. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to get started. We're two minutes behind, but I'm talking about prostate cancer on today. And prostate cancer is a very, get your workbooks out, get your notebooks out. This is actually a topic that's not in V2. So this is a special topic for the social media. So that's why I'm saying, you guys, make sure that you're subscribing and you're following to this channel. 
The reviews that I do here are for both RN and PN. I like to keep them very general. And then also the PNs, if you're a PN, you need to understand that everything the RN knows, you still kind of need to know because you have to know within your scope of practice what you can't do. And you also have to know for your own protection what you cannot or should not be delegated. So if an RN tells you, hey, can you go um, can you go evaluate, you know, the colostomy bag of Mr. Peterson? As an RN, I mean, as a PN, you got to say, I know I kind of really need you to do that, okay? Um, so I always prepare my PNs at the highest level. I always really educate my PNs as if they were RNs. Um, because actually, in the end, most PNs want to go back to school to be RNs anyway. So I really don't make a distinction between PNs and RNs that much. I just, I just teach. Okay, so we're talking about prostate cancer. This is a, um, this is a topic that is very important because of the prevalence of it. Oh yeah, love your content is coming out. Um, and I'll get back to that, you guys. You can sign up for it again. Oh, that's my that's my Valentine's Day NCLEX review. Remarnurse.com forward slash love. Yep. So um, the prostate gland, though, is really significant in men. This is a cancer that is very prevalent. You probably know someone who has had prostate cancer or you've heard about it. But the prostate, essentially, um, is a gland that sits underneath the bladder in males. And it is involved in the semen, the semen vicosity or making seminal fluid for the man. So it has a function. It's small, it's, it's, it's like a walnut, but it's very important to a man in healthy sperm and semen production. And so when cancer locates itself to the prostate, there is a controversy in how it is treated. There's a controversy and what should you do about it? A couple of weeks ago, when we looked at cancer, we looked at the different types of cancer. And remember, we talked about adenal um, sarcomas that can be very aggressive, right? Prostate cancer, though, is typically not like that, all right? So we know the function of it. We know the prevalence of it. Like I said, prostate cancer is very common, very common. It says here that... Um, over 224,000 men get prostate cancer. So again, very common. When you see 31,000 of them actually died from this cancer. So if you think about how many men get this cancer, but how many men die of the cancer, um, you see that that number, there's a great margin in between it. Most men will not die from prostate cancer. That's just, the, that's just the reality of it. It's not a cancer that is aggressive where it's like it starts in the prostate and then you find it in the lungs and then it's in the kidneys or it's in the bladder. Prostate cancer doesn't typically work like that. So most men who get prostate cancer die from something else. They die from a stroke or hypertension or even old age because you can have this cancer and, and continue to live with it and not see symptoms progressing. So some people wonder, should we even treat it at all? If a person is diagnosed with prostate cancer, should we even try to treat it at all? 
So we're going to discuss the different treatment types. And then this, of course, will help you be a more well-rounded nurse when you are educating your patients or when you're talking to your family members, because a lot of people, when they know you're a nurse, they start asking you for advice. So you can say, yes, prostate cancer um, is significant, but most men do not die of prostate cancer. And so that's, that's kind of good news, right? So how will the patient know if they have prostate cancer? What are the signs and symptoms? Can you think of some right now? Can you think of things that you've heard about prostate cancer? So men will complain of what? They'll say they'll have, they're having some pain. Yeah, frequent urination. A man will say they have trouble um, starting their stream. They have a weak flow. Sometimes there's dribbling of urine. Older men say this. Some may even see blood in their urine. What do we call that when there's blood in the urine? We call that hematuria. Hematuria. Hema is blood, right, in the urine, ur uh, urea. Um, sometimes there's blood in the semen, right? That urgency. Yes, that pre they, they have a sense they have to get up and use the bathroom right away. They can't wait. Uh, loss of appetite. Cancer does that. Loss of weight bone pain, painful ejaculation. Yeah, those are all signs and symptoms of prostate cancer. So these signs and symptoms can also be other things too. So remember for next generation NCLEX, next generation NCLEX, we have to do a differential diagnosis. So I want you guys to answer this question. If a patient comes in, this is, this is what I love. This is what I love about clinicals in the classroom. All right, so if a patient comes in, a male patient comes in, let's say they are 65, okay? 65 year old male comes in, says, I have frequency of urination, okay? I can't make it to the bathroom fast enough. Um, I have painful urination. I'm having pain right here, okay? What could that be? What could that be? Give me some conditions that would validate, give me some conditions that would validate that Look at the scammers on here. Oh, my goodness. They're everywhere. It's terrible. Scammers. All right. Um, kidney infection. Urinary tract infection. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So these are the things that you must be able to do or kidney stones. Mm -hmm. Somebody says kidney stones here, renal stones, UTI. Absolutely. So this is totally next gen. So a 65-year-old male comes in, got these symptoms. We check them for a temperature, no temperature, okay? No temperature. So now uh, you kind of think, well, if they have an infection, they're going to get hot. They're going to heat up. So we would expect a, a fever, but there's no fever, okay? We do our urinalysis, okay? Right? What are some other things we need to do? Hey, we might have to do, what are some things we need to do? What are our diagnostic? Oh, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I get I have these, I have this all prepared for you guys. All right, but think about this. Think about the diagnostic test now, because now you guys gave me uh, a whole bunch of stuff to consider. Are you having a kidney infection? Are you having a urinary tract infection? Are you having diabetes complications? Right? What are some things we need to do? All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the risk factors. So the risk factors for the uh, prostate cancer, which is what we're talking about, is age. 
age is a huge risk factor whether or not somebody gets cancer. And cancer seems like it's so common now that just like once you hit a certain age, that's going to be something that you're going to have to deal with. But also what I'm seeing too is younger and younger people are getting cancer diagnosis. Um, ethnicity, African-Americans, absolutely. African-Americans by far, black men by far have the highest incidence of prostate cancer. One in six African-American men will get prostate cancer. Those are the facts. Those are the reality of it. So, um, and there's not a reason why the African-American men get this more than others. I, it's just not clear. Like I, the research is just not there. Gene changes, geography, what else? Obesity, smoking. We always say smoking increases your risk for so many things. So yeah, smoking. Chemical exposures, inflammation of the prostate gland. You know what I, you know what I really wonder? I really wonder how much this thing is causing cancer. Like seriously. And I know this is totally separate from NCLEX, but think about it. We keep this on us all day long. What is coming off of this thing? Like we keep it in our pockets. We carry it around in our purse. Some people put it in their shirt. Like, like what are we doing? What are we doing? We might find out. Oh my goodness. Um, so here we go. We're talking about prostate cancer today. So that is what, um, that's what the focus of this lecture is on. All right. So these are the risk factors of prostate cancer are there. Now, what is the treatment of, I mean, the screening, the screening for prostate cancer. And when we talk about screening, what prevention are we talking about? Is prevention, okay, when it, re when it relates to screening, is it primary, secondary, or tertiary? Or my nursing students at, or you guys know if you have V2, we talk about this in, um, I think, age-specific care. So if you're talking about screening somebody for something, absolutely, yes, that's secondary prevention. Secondary, because we're trying to catch something that is already present. All right, secondary. Remember, let's review this really quick. Primary, you don't want the person to get it. So it's like, um, what do we say? Seat belts. Seatbelts are primary because it's like, in case of an accident, this is going to prevent you from going through the dashboard. All right. Primary, also education. Okay. So don't do drugs is primary. Okay. Say no to drugs. Seatbelts. Okay. Primary. Secondary. We want to stop the, we want to, we want to catch it early. That's what I want to say. We want to detect it. So secondary is uh, screenings, mammograms, uh, pap smears, trying to catch something, STD screenings, HIV screenings. We want to make sure we catch it early. You already might have it, but at least we know early. Uh, I like that. Immunizations is, is another example of primary. Good job. Okay. So primary, secondary, tertiary. Tertiary is the thing has caused damage. All right. Now we just want to make sure you have a high quality of life. You, the thing you you didn't you had a stroke, okay? You have a stroke and you don't have you got right side weakness. So now we're going to give you physical therapy to try to help you, 
you know, regain some of that strength, but the damage is done. All right. All right. You like this live? This is what we do every Monday here in the Remar family. We are all here studying. All right. My name is Regina Callion. I'm the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet. I'm thinking about getting a tattoo. I don't know. I don't have any tattoos at all. I'm just thinking maybe I should just go with that one. Maybe. Okay. So rehab, rehab, rehab is another tertiary. Okay. So getting into it. Somebody said, do it, do it. That would be so crazy. I'd be 90 years old, like back in 2023. I was the number one. <laughs> now, everybody would probably be robots. I'd probably be talking to robots and they'll be like, what? Okay. So anyways, the way we screen, the way we screen for prostate cancer is um, the PSA test. And the PSA test is, uh, it's essentially a blood test, right? It's essentially a blood test and it is the number that is, what's the number? So the number that is agreed upon is 0.4. Is it four or 0.4? Oh, goodness gracious. No, look, how can I say I'm the number one? <laughs> how can I say I'm the number one NCLEX instructor? I can't remember the PSA number. Somebody fact check me, please. Is it four or 0.4 nanograms per milliliter? Ah, <laughs> um, but it's four. It's four. It's four, right? Is it four? Ah, four nanograms per milliliter for PSA. But this is the thing. That's not really cool because it should be zero. It should be zero. You shouldn't have any of this PSA because it, it, it's like um, the prostate is inflamed. It's too much. All right. 4.4. Okay. Yes, you're invited. LPNs are invited here. Please stay. We'd like to have you here. All right. All are welcome. Okay. The digital recto exam is where a doctor uses a glove finger to palpate the prostate. And let me ask you this. Do you guys think, okay, so that's good. How often is the screening done for prostate? So there is some controversy on here too. That's a really good question. Um, I would say that it's controversial because we know African-American men get prostate cancer more than anybody else. So the screening age is supposed to be 50, all right, 50. However, I saw research that African-American men should start at age 40. 40. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I will say that it is 50 is the standard recommendation, not 60, 50. Okay. And also, okay. So we're talking about the digital rectal exam. So let's move to that. We talked about PSA. That's a blood test. Uh, now the digital rectal exams, how do you think the prostate is supposed to feel when that doctor sticks his glove finger up a rectum is the prostate supposed to feel smooth or should it feel bumpy okay smooth or bumpy what do you guys say this is why you come here so i can ask you uh not so i can ask you questions about the um inquest material <laughs> that you may have not been asked before i don't know if anybody's asked you that Somebody said, when should women get prostate screenings, okay? And remember, we have all types of 
we have all types of people in our community. So some of our community are people who are about to start nursing school. And some people are people that have been out of nursing school for a long time. All right. I would say the NCLEX goes for 50, but I, I would say NCLEX would say 50, but I actually am not sure if this would be an NCLEX question just because of the controversy that's surrounding it. So if NCLEX asked you this question, they would skew it way to the right, let's say like 60 or 70, because they know if they said like 50 or 40, that could be like controversial. And so they're going to make sure that they skew it way off. All right. Um, let me ask, do, do women have prostate glands? We're talking about should women get screened for prostate cancer. Do women have prostate glands? So do women need prostate screenings? Okay. Shout out to all my nurses in the house, okay, from all over. We got Korea in the house. That's amazing. Okay. All right. So we're clear. All right. So if you haven't studied this in nursing school, but you're like, hey, I just want to get a jump start, we would not expect women to have prostate cancer, okay? We would not expect women to have prostate cancer because they don't have prostates. Now, I'm writing a next generation case study, and I'm writing it for a man with breast cancer. Did you know that breast cancer is a thing in men now? And so I'm, a, I'm about to slam y'all with a lot of male breast cancer cases. Do you love that or no? Okay, let's move on. So I asked you guys when we're talking about the digital rectal exam, how should somebody say, yes, we love it. <laughs> All right. Like, yes, you love it. You love it. Okay. Yes, they should. Um, um, okay, so the, the prostate should feel smooth, not bumpy, okay? Smooth. And so that's what the doctor is feeling for. Feeling for, feeling for um, how that prostate should feel. And we know it should be smooth. Okay, um, yes, men do have brands. Yes, yes, they do. Um, Somebody asked about this topic, which I think is really important. And this is the information I've come up with it so far. I'm just going to reference quick facts for a second because some of you guys have it. But if you have quick facts, I do have a small section on the transgender client. It's not much because um, there's not typically much to the transgender client medically if they still have their anatomy that they were born with. So you guys are treating conditions in transgender clients that you would see that isn't really relevant to their gender. So like if they have renal failure or if they have diabetes mellitus, it's just really about how we address them. Okay. So get into quick facts for the transgender. Um, this is, this is quick facts for NCLEX. Quick facts for NCLEX. All right. Um, I had a patient man with breast cancer in the past. Perfect. Right. So that's what I'm saying. We need to be we um, we need to be very well versed on these these newer conditions that are happening. That's what I'm saying. Everybody should be in the NCLEX V2. It's the newest NCLEX review. Get out of them old systems and get into V2, V2, V2. All right, here we go. Let me go back to this. Oh, wait, did we do all of them? Oh, no, we didn't do the biopsy. 
So biopsy, biopsy is common in cancer um, diagnostics because biopsy is looking for the cancerous cells, okay? And so with the prostate, from what I studied is when they do a biopsy, they are actually taking um, 12 samples from the prostate gland. And so this is a, this is a condition where you have to um, put the patient to sleep, right? They're gonna be put to sleep and they're going to have this procedure done. It's, it's invasive, it's very invasive, okay? And so, um, and then they'll determine if that, you know, what staging, how bad that that cancer is evolving. So no, um, so yeah, no, I wouldn't say breast cancer in men are new, but I would say that I don't know of any other um, inquest review that talks about breast cancer in men. All right, so I'm trying to be on the cutting edge in my inquest V2. It's my it's my inquest review. It's called the V2. Okay. All right, here we go. So the management, we'll get into surgery in a second, but the management for prostate cancer falls into two categories, active surveillance and watchful waiting. And these are just two principles that literally sound like what they are. If your patient has prostate cancer and you're doing active surveillance, what does that mean? That means that you are actively looking for um, the PSA number, right? You are going to do the biopsies. You're going to do the biopsies and you're going to treat the patient based off of those diagnostic tests. And remember, this is all interesting because some people just want to do the watchful waiting. Like, like some people don't want to do anything. They say, listen, I'm 80 years old. I'm 80 years old. I don't want to have to go through biopsies. I don't want to have to go through, you know, blood tests and then basically do what? Surgery or some other chemotherapy. I'm 80 years old. I didn't get this old to, um, I didn't get this old to just be treated like this. And so at the end of the day, nurses, at the end of the day, you guys have to realize that whatever the patient decides is going to be the best choice for them, okay? And we can't be biased about it. We cannot be biased about it. So these are the conversations that you will have with your patient, and these are the conversations that you should be having in nursing school as well right now. Okay. All right, so we got watchful waiting and we got active surveillance. Those are the two. Now the treatment, we got radiation, cryotherapy radiation. So radiation for prostate cancer is where you're going to have the high energy x-rays that kill the cancer cells. Now, when we do radiation, is it only killing cancer cells? When we do radiation, is it only targeting the cancer cells? What do you guys think? Can you say just radiate the cancer cells and leave the healthy cells? Mm -mm. Absolutely not. So we know that whether a patient does external radiation or internal radiation and internal radiation. So external radiation is where they direct beams, x-ray beams 
throughout the patient's body, right? And internal radiation is where they insert pellets, right? And so they insert these little discs and then that is supposed to heal the cells around that area. All the cells, right? So at the end of the day, whether your patient is getting radiation externally or internally, we know that it's going to damage the good and bad cells. So what will that mean particularly for the patient if we know the good cells are also going to be destroyed? Put that to me in terms of a condition. What conditions will your patient have? What are some conditions, all right? And this is how we, this is our clinical judgment. This is pulling the things we learned in nursing school, okay? So the things that we learned in nursing school, you have to be able to talk about them clinically, right? So when you get on the floor, you don't kill people. And a lot of you are putting um, conditions, infection, right? So perfect. So because you can make the connection between radiation Okay. No white blood cells. Like neutropenia, right? Right. And then immunocompromise, you know that your patient has to be protected from other people. They have to be protected from you. What do we call that? You, they have to be protected from even you. You. When nurses don't really understand, um, people's conditions, then they really get kind of casual in their treatment with them. So we call that, um, yeah. So we have to do neutropenic precautions and alopecia. They do, they, they lose their hair too. But remember for NCLEX, it's all about safety. So we have to do reverse isolation. Absolutely. So not only are we, so are we not protecting ourselves from the patient, we're protecting the patient from us. So you have to come in there, you come in there with the mask on, you come in there, you know, with, with gloves, making sure that you're not infecting your patient. You don't allow people to bring uh, f flowers, right, into that patient's room. And so there are things that have to be implemented based off of your knowledge, because the patient doesn't know that. The patient doesn't understand what's happening, or they may have been told that they were gonna be really sick, but they, they also just been told they got cancer. So there's some things that'll get lost. You have to tell their family members, listen, I know y'all love this patient, but please don't be bringing new, new people here all the time. Like, let's try to keep visiting visitors down to a minimum, right? Um, and so nurses are the ones that have to convey that message, but actually it's advocating for your patient. No sitting water. What else? What else are part of reverse isolation precautions, you know? This is something you absolutely need to know for NCLEX, okay? Reverse isolation for patients who are immunocompromised, immunocompromised. We're talking prostate cancer today. I didn't even, listen, I haven't even gotten to the questions yet. My goodness, okay, let me hurry. I gotta get through this stuff. Cryotherapy, cryotherapy, um, placing a, cryotherapy sounds like how it sounds. You're freezing something. So you're placing something small, uh, to freeze around the area, okay, to freeze around the area. Good job, good job, no raw food, no, no flowers, good job, okay. All right, 
chemotherapy as well, um, special drugs that are used to kill the cancer cells. Chemotherapy can be IV, it can be pills. Uh, so that's that makes sense. Biological therapy where you are um, using other treatments to fight cancer in the body, high frequency ultrasound and hormone therapy. Cancer cells are pretty insidious and they need certain things to grow. All right. So cancer loves sugar. Okay. So dextrose or, or glucose is something that cancer cells thrive off of. So if you have patients with cancer and you're trying to take care of them, try not to give them, you know, like the graham crackers and the jello that I see a lot of nurses giving out. All right. Try to get them, encourage them to eat um, low sugar things that are healthy. All right. Okay. Nursing responsibilities. Again, I'm going to just um, go through this because I need to get to our NCLEX questions that we have. Okay. So um, basically our nursing interventions are educating the patient, making sure that you are uh, providing education with the screening, anticipating the screening as well, and then working with the multidisciplinary team because cancer is a specialty condition. So most new nurses, when they... Um, when they take NCLEX, you don't have to know about all the specialties. Cancer would be considered or oncology would be considered a specialty. So you just have to know the basics of it. All right, let's go to our questions for today, our NCLEX questions. We always do content first and then questions after. And for those of you who are in nursing school or you're just joining me, that's how I prepare students for NCLEX. I'm never just gonna jump off and start asking you 100 questions because that, that's, that's gonna waste our time if you have not reviewed the information. So it's much better for us to do the content first and then the questions, okay? All right, um, YouTube is on you to unlock the mystery question, all right? So YouTube has to give us how many likes on this video. Let me see how many people are watching the video right now. Okay, so I'm live right now. Let me click on it. All right, so there are 371 people watching on YouTube right now, which is like insane that there's that many people and there's only 80 likes. So YouTube, you guys got to take us to 200 likes. If you get us to 200 likes, then we will do the mystery question. So Facebook, get off of Facebook and get on YouTube and like the video. TikTok, YouTube. You are responsible too. We have to get to 200, all right, which we can do. Okay, here's our first question is this. The nurse is assessing Mr. Brown, a 69-year-old male client who is suspected of having prostate cancer. Which among the findings suggest this condition? So which findings would suggest a person has prostate cancer? Ooh, ooh, here we go. Blood in the semen, dysuria, hyperthermia, or stomach pain. It's remark for NCLEX, remark for NCLEX. Okay, so we're talking about out of those four choices, which one would indicate uh, prostate cancer? Blood in the semen, two is dysuria, Three is hyperthermia or four is stomach pain. And we just went over this. So everybody should be saying 
it is number one blood in the semen. Remember, what's dysuria? Somebody put the definition of dysuria. Because some people pick dysuria. Remember, prostate cancer um, is usually difficulty starting urine. Okay. All right. Especially at night, trouble emptying the bladder. All right. Um, painful burning during urination or pain in the back and hips. So remember for NCLEX, for NCLEX, you have to go with the answer that is the safety issue or the highest priority issue. All right. So when we talk about, what are we talking about? We're talking about prostate cancer. And what did I tell you guys the prostate was responsible for? Right. So it's really it's really a lot of reading comprehension. The most difficult thing about um, NCLEX is just y'all reading the question. That's the struggle. Reading comprehension. We're talking about prostate cancer. So if you know that the prostate is involved in creating a, appropriate seminal fluid, then we think about, OK, blood in the semen. OK, yeah. So dysuria can be painful urination. A lot of things can cause that. All right. So we're talking specifically about prostate cancer. All right. Good job, guys. Good job. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. All right. Number two, the nurse tells Mr. Brown about several factors that increase um, the risk of having prostate cancer. Which of the following is most closely related to having prostate cancer? Here are the choices. Okay. Mm -hmm. Age is the number one age. Two, having brown eyes. Three, working in the factory. Or four, having no sexual relationship. We're talking about risk factors the most for prostate cancer. Everybody should get this one. Is it age? Is it having brown eyes? Is it working in a factory or having no sexual relationship? Okay, good. So you understand that it is indeed age Men um, increase their risk of getting prostate cancer as their age goes up. Perfect. So this is what the review should look like. This is what your studying should look like. We should be doing our lectures together, and then we come and do questions afterwards. It makes it so much easier, right? Third question is this. I'm moving on. Ah, here we go. Nurse Candy is explaining to Mr. Brown that a blood test will be drawn. Which test is used to screen prostate cancer? Here are the tests. There's four of them. Is it the cancer and antigen, one, two, three, the troponin, the prostate-specific antigen, or PSA, or thyroid-stimulating hormone? I got all kind of nurses from all different backgrounds, so let's work together here. I'm checking the, I'm checking the YouTube numbers to see if we made it. Did we make it? Yet, or are we still waiting? I don't know how to get out of here. A lot of you guys are saying three. All right, I think we got it. PSA, that was the correct answer. Good job. So remember, PSA is the blood test used to measure the prostate-specific antigen in the blood. And we shouldn't see any of it, but our acceptable level, we agreed that it would be four. It would be four, okay? All right. Okay. I need y'all to let me know how many likes is on the video. All right. Right now, because look at my phone. It's so ghetto. Like 
it just stops. It just stops working. I know, I know they said sometimes when you have an iPhone, it shuts, it like starts acting crazy so you can upgrade it to a new one. But I really like my iPhone 12 and I don't want to get a different one. <sighs> Man. All right. We're at 178, 179 likes. Okay. So we only have just a few more to go. Come on, guys. And look at the honesty of the community. Because a lot of y'all could have said, we have 200, Regina. <laughs> We're ready to go. But you didn't. Okay. You got to like You gotta like the video on YouTube. Remark for NCLEX. Just like it. Okay. We got to go for 13. All right. Last question. If we don't make it, we don't make it. That's just all to it. Okay. All right. Last question is this. Here it is. Okay. All right. The healthcare provider obtains a small piece of tissue from the prostate. Which among these procedures is done to diagnose prostate cancer? Is it a biopsy? Is it a tracheostomy? Is it a prostateectomy? Or a digital rectal exam? What do you guys think? Ah, let's do it again. Oh, you guys are so good today. Mm. Mm. Biopsy, tracheostomy, prostateectomy, or a digital rectal exam. I know I would get some people. I know I would get some people with this. The correct answer is absolutely. Let me see. TikTok, you guys got it. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't fool you guys today. It is a biopsy. Rats. Okay. It's a biopsy. Yes. Yeah, we're at 204. Okay, we're at 204. Okay, um, so a biopsy is the procedure used to diagnose prostate cancer. See, it's not, it's hard to trick you guys when we go over the information together beforehand. Then you know the information, okay? That's good though. All right, so you guys, apparently they told me that you made the 200, so that's good. And that means that, you know, congratulations, you did it. But I also want to remind you guys that we are in the middle of the 30-day challenge. So if you have the NCLEX V2, all right, if you have the NCLEX V2 or you even have the trial of the V2, you don't even have to pay for a V2. You can just go sign up for the trial. We're going to be uploading um, day number six for the 30-day challenge. So essentially, with day number six, we went over the topics, and I'm following the study schedule. So for day number six, I will be reviewing the topics, oh glory, substance abuse, IV fluids, clinical math, and easy NCLEX labs. And I want you to show up for the easy NCLEX labs because I don't, I think it's okay for us to know like potassium 3.55, right? I think that's okay for you to know that. But for NCLEX, you have to be able to take it beyond the number you have to know the influences of potassium on your patient according to their diagnosis okay so do the 30-day challenge if not for that for just consistency all right and so you guys can um start start that up okay all right here we go our bonus question congratulations you unlocked it let me try to stump you here Okay. Um, mm. Okay. It, it might, it might not. Here we go. Question is this. Mr. Brown is scheduled for a medical treatment for his prostate cancer. Okay. 
he tells the oncologist that he prefers the use of high energy rays to kill his cancer cells. Which among the following treatments relates to his statement? Well, he prefers the use of high energy rays to kill his cancer cells. Number one, is that a radical prostatectomy? Two, radiation therapy. Three, chemotherapy. Or four, cryotherapy. Hmm? Do you know? Do you know? What do you, what do you say? Everybody's going with two. Is there nobody else that wants to choose anything different? Let me give you the choices again, just in case you want to make a different choice. Is it radio uh, radical prostatectomy, radiation therapy, chemotherapy, or cryotherapy? Ah, ah, somebody picked three. Chemotherapy, you think, huh? You think it's chemotherapy? So the correct answer is definitely, ah, uh, it, it definitely is radiation therapy. Radiation therapy, remember chemotherapy is usually pills or IV. Radiation therapy is what it sounds, it's using radiation, okay, or x-rays, radiation therapy. All right, so if a person wants to use high energy rays, is radiation, remember that. <laughs> Did you get five out of five? Did anybody get five out of five today? Five out of five would be a goal. Three out of five is accept acceptable to me. Three out of five is always acceptable to me. I, I think for most choices, but five out of five is good because we went over a lot of this in the content. All right, cool. Thank you guys for joining me for how to pass NCLEX prostate cancer. That was a really good, great review. And you see, I, um, we just literally spent about an hour on one subject. But now guess what? You guys spending that hour with me, now when you go and take NCLEX, you will feel comfortable with prostate cancer because we reviewed it. And so part of your studying with Remar is attending these free study sessions. These are also supplementary. These are also helpful to you staying accountable, all right? Because you can listen to these in the car. You can listen to them later while you're cleaning, okay? So these are just extra things that I do for you guys, okay? Yes, no, I'm not gonna. The tattoo was a joke. I, I would never, I would never get a tattoo. No, I just can't do it. I have commitment issues, that's too long. Okay, so now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna transition into the second part of what we do on Mondays, which is Monday motivation. And so usually I come with something that I'm thinking or I'm um, dealing with, and it just helps to even apply to our, our general community. So our thought was, our thought was this for this week for you guys is success is really the best revenge. Literally, success is really the best revenge. And I don't want to think of revenge in this negative thing, like, um, you know, revenge is something that you seek after, but sometimes it is the idea for us to just be quiet, like, and just do, do, walk the walk, all right? So have you ever experienced someone saying negative things about you, particularly in nursing, like making you feel like, making you feel like you don't deserve something, all right? 
has anybody ever said that to you? Like literally, like you shouldn't be a nurse. Uh, nursing is not for you. Um, I don't think this is cut out for you. Am I the only one? You guys know my story. Like if you read, this is like my biography in nursing. If you read first shift, you guys know that I was actually told that I would never be a good nurse and I should do something different. Um, and I was actually fired from my first nursing job as a new grad. I graduated from nursing school and I moved, I'm from Ohio, right? So I moved to Washington, DC, which is like big city. I don't know if you've ever been to DC before, but when you come from Ohio, it's like kind of, it's not as out. Ohio cities too, like we have cities, but then DC is like a whole nother animal. So I, um, I moved away from home and I moved to DC and I started working in this hospital. That was crazy. Like I can't even tell you, it was just not a place for me. Um, and so I got paired up with this really, um, this really interesting preceptor who every day made me feel like the worst nurse possible. Like literally instead of her like correcting me, she would just write down everything I did wrong. And at the end of my nursing shift, she would be like, she would hand me this paper and it literally would look like this. Like you forgot to administer this medication on time. You didn't greet yourself. You didn't do this. So at the end of my nursing shift, I was always just like shaking, like when I would see my preceptor come. And then she would turn it into my nurse manager. Like these are all the mistakes Regina made, you know? And at the same time, so like literally I was being, um, I was being uh, like abused, like, you know what I mean? Like literally as a person, as a human, as a new nurse, um, she just was not a great preceptor. Um, and she told me like, I didn't want you as a preceptee. I wanted this other girl, but that girl didn't pass the NCLEX. So I was her replacement. And she was like, I did not want to um, be working with you. And as a new nurse, you know, you're just really trying to please people and you're just really trying to go in there and do your very best. It's kind of like the cry it out method. You, you guys know, have you heard of a cry it out method where they say just like leave your baby and let them cry and they'll figure it out. That's what happened. That's what we do in nursing. Why do we do that in nursing? Why do we do that to our young? So that was my experience. So anyways, when my nurse manager got like three weeks of papers of all the mistakes that I made, and um, she just sat me in there one day like, Regina, you know, after seeing you perform for three weeks, we just kind of feel like nursing is not for you. And this is not, you know, what you should be doing. Look at the devil. Look how the devil show up. You know what I mean? Like, so you mean to tell me that God got me into the nursing program through the nursing program, passed the dog on NCLEX and the devil going to show up and tell me I shouldn't be a nurse. You know, so I'm sitting there like, wow, really like almost about to cry because I don't at that time I didn't have this voice. You know what I mean? Like I'm now a whole different person than I was back then. So I was just like, yeah, maybe y'all right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, literally, li literally letting them just speak death over my nursing career. I don't know if that's, I don't know if, if that's been y'all, but literally that was my first encounter with a nursing job. Like I just can't do this. So anyhow, 
um, I, I got, I got, they let me go. They said, you can't be, you can't be a nurse. And I went home and I just remember crying y'all because I had moved to DC. I was living, rent was due. I got, I signed the lease. I'm sitting there in Washington, DC alone, no family in DC, came out here to be this great nurse, got let go. No, I didn't have a union because you know what? I was a nurse intern. Right. I, I was a new nurse. The reason why they were letting me go is because they didn't want to make me a, a full time employee. Right. So they let me go. And I'm I'm um, I'm on the phone crying to my grandma. God rest her soul. Right. Call my grandma. She was like, you you need to stop crying right now. My grandma was very militant. Like she was like a Black Panther. Right. Like, no, like literally like the Black Panther movement in the 60s. That's my grandmother. So she's talking to me and she's like, you better get yourself up, girl, right now. You know how blessed you is. The Lord then gave you a college degree. You mean to tell me you're going to let that woman speak, tell you that you ain't going to do this. No, let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get out there and you're going to find you another job and you're going to get busy. And I'm like, OK, grandma, you know what I mean? Like, but how they said I can't be a nurse and all this stuff. Um, so anyways, I got up, got another job. That's a testimony in itself. When you a nurse, when you're a nurse, you can find a job anywhere. Don't ever let one place be your stopping point. And so, um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of different politics with that, with that, right? Let me tell y'all something about nursing. It is, it is heavily political. All right. I will say that I was the only black, I was the only black preceptee on that unit. All right. There was no other black nurses on that unit but me. That's a different story. Okay, let me get back to the other story. So anyways, I got another job and it turned out to be the best place for me. I learned so much. I started night shift um, there and it was just a better shift for me. My preceptors was wonderful. I had two preceptors. They both loved me to death. One called me her daughter. She was from Nigeria. Her name was Miss Agatha loved me to death. She was so kind and compassionate. And then my other preceptor was a man from Jamaica. His name was a Kenny and he was like the best IV person ever. And so he taught me how to get really good at IVs. So look, the, the Lord took me from one preceptor that hated me and gave me two preceptors that loved me, literally doubled my portion um, in just being faithful. So anyway, I say all this to say that don't let somebody's negative like negative emotions or pronunciation over your life stick with you because now look at me and god good look at my nursing career look at what god has done to the girl that was told you shouldn't even be a nurse you need to get out of here and find something else to do now look at me bringing thousands of people into nursing every single freaking day and angela what are you doing what are you doing right now Okay, that's me being petty. All right. Anyways, so anyways, success. I say all that to say success is the revenge, guys. <laughs> no, shout out Jamaica, for real. Y'all always showed me love. I can't even deny it. It's always been, um, it's always been. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys, international nurses, Nigeria, Jamaica, the Philippines, Australia, all y'all have always helped me down every single step of the way. But to get here means that I have had many valleys, many valleys, right? 
and then the mountain experience comes. So um, the best revenge is not revenge at all. It's really just success. It's really just making sure that you are keeping up your own commitments to yourself. Because what I learned in that moment is that, number one, nobody should approve your dreams. You don't give anybody the power to say whether your dream is good or not. Like, this is not American Idol, where you have to go up and get, like, yes from this judge. Is is me being a nurse good? Okay, yes, you think it's being a good? You think, okay, good. What about you? Do you think I should be a nurse? Do you think this is my calling? Should I take NCLEX again? No, no, this is not, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. You have to be convincing your own mind because what God gave you, he only gave you, okay? He only gave you. So um, you don't have to put your dream out for display, but also at the same time, kind of like what my grandmother told me, nobody is coming to pat you on the back and give you your you know, your goals. You have to get out there and work for them. And particularly in this country, if you're in America, you can do anything. You can literally do anything with hard work and focus. Okay. Um, so I had to remember that there, my ancestors died literally so that I could have this privilege and opportunity. So many of my ancestors ran away, sacrificed, uh, sat in, marched, boycotted, protested, wrote letters, you know, went without so that I could be here educated, uh, filled with opportunity, free from, you know, bonds of all types, you know, guys. So with my children, married, don't have to worry about somebody coming and buying me or selling me, you know? So like literally if those things have been taken care of for you, what are your barriers to success? You have none. You have none. The only thing stopping you is you. All right. And uh, also I guess insecurity, right? So that's the confidence that you have to walk in. There are many people in your life, whether it's your grandparents or your parents, they sacrifice for you to have this opportunity. Literally, like some people really literally sacrifice when you were like a little baby so that you could have what you have. All right. And so God, God has you here for a purpose and he's really good to you. You're blessed. So let's just get into this nursing. Let's make it a ministry. Let's um, let us help as many people as we can Literally, the, the idea is that nursing will only survive if we are replacing ourselves, if we are bringing people in. And so it's not enough for you to just make it in, but it's also who are you going to bring in? OK, who are you going to bring in? Whose life are you going to change once you get here? Because as you can see, you have the power to speak life or death over somebody. And many people choose to speak death over people in their careers. Okay. That's it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I'm just done. I'm just done guys. It was a good session today. We, we did a lot. We did all types of stuff. I don't even know. Did we even, did we get through prostate cancer? We got through prostate cancer. The Monday motivation was great. So I will see you guys on Wednesday.
I'll see you guys on Wednesday. I'll also see you in the V2. If you have V2, I will be putting in the uh, challenge for day number six. And then also I will be adding more questions to the hard portion of it. Okay, so you guys will have, you like that. And I want you to tell me how you like those hard questions on Wednesday. So I'm coming back on here on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to do winning Wednesday. So just to get us through the week, we got our Monday motivation and then winning Wednesday. We'll come back on here again. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me and taking time out of your busy lives to spend with me. So I will see you guys later. Okay, bye bye. Yay. All right, I just said bye to TikTok. TikTok is really great. Like, it's really growing so much. And I get all kinds of nurses on TikTok. They're just from, like, all over. Some of them are not even nurses, but it's really good. Okay. All right, guys. So I see you later. Very inspiring. Many of us can testify in the same situation. I think so, too. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting how many commonalities we have in nursing in our experience but honestly i think it's a lot of just being able to persevere through the challenges of our career people don't understand the culture of nursing can be very 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 um bullying bullying is that a word yeah it could be you could be bullied a lot in nursing so be prepared for that guys okay yes we're on day six of the 30-day challenge i need to go it's two o'clock guys so I will see you guys on Wednesday. I got a lot of work to do. I'll see you in the VT. Bye.